Welcome everybody to this new episode of the Ad Skills Pro podcast. Super excited this season we've been revisiting some of our past favorites, the recurring characters of our soap opera that is media buying. And one of the most requested characters from our past seasons was Ben Blackman. Um Ben, it's a thrill to have you back. Thanks for um, thanks for uh, joining us. Just to remind everybody, if you could t- tell us a little bit about your agency and and who you sort of specialize working with. Sure. So uh, my agency is called One Focus Marketing Incorporated. It's, it's so funny. I I uh, just talked to a new client the other day that said I've never seen an agency that was incorporated. <laughs> which I thought that was kind of funny, but anyway, um, I I named it one focus to mainly for myself to remember to focus on one thing at a time Mm -hmm. and not try to do everything at once. So that's why I named it that. Um, but I've been around for a long time and media buying just totally by accident. Um, uh, you know, when Google AdWords first started and I had a different company then, but Um, but over the years, you know, I've kind of just grown it up into, a. uh, we've gotten bigger and then I kind of didn't like that and scaled back a little and then got bigger again and scaled back, you know, and, um, for now, I mean, mostly what we, we, the, the majority of our clients are, um, usually coaches or people selling courses otherwise, Mm -hmm. um, you know, relationship coaches, health coaches, like that kind of, you know what I mean? That kind of thing. Um, and the bulk of our clients are usually mid six figures or better. Yeah. Um, so, and, and do they tend, do they tend to be focusing on what, what sort of networks is, uh, 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 you sort of favoring for coaching and that type of information marketing side of things? With the exception of one, which is kind of the unicorn of the bunch, <laughs> uh, as we all have those, I, yeah. I think the outliers, or, you know, a few, um, with the exception of the one, um, mostly it's Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and LinkedIn. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the exception out there is, um, is on Twitter. So oh. that's, it's just, I know it's, yeah. it's interesting that that's yeah. where he is. Not the first is. time I've heard that, like we're definitely worth, Twitter is definitely worth a test of something because there's a couple of coach type clients and stuff like that have had really good results with twitter which is which is super interesting it just doesn't get any of the love from yeah 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 how how did you go with uh like how did you go with the uh challenges let's call them challenges last year with facebook in terms like a lot i remember like a lot of coaches seem to be having disapproval issues where they hadn't never had it before how did did you see much of that amongst your own client base actually i during the year i didn't see it very much yeah um so it was it was interesting i did see it and ironically i somehow (laughs) i think people think i know more about getting accounts reactivated and disapprovals, you know, turned around than, than other people. And yep. so I've been contacted quite a, I got contacted quite a bit over the summer yeah. uh, about that. But fortunately we've kind of dodged that bullet, so to speak, uh, with the disapprovals and such. Yeah. But, um, what do you think you, what do you think you're doing differently 
that means people are ringing up and saying, "Hey, how come your ads are still running?" <laughs> and I know. What, what if you were to if you were to hazard a guess? What do you what would you put it down to? I I think I just I'm I, I pay attention to the details on it, and not just the front end details. I think a lot of people miss the everybody's so focused on the ad itself that they miss the landing page or they're not really thinking about it as much, or they're not thinking about the overall theme of what the client's doing. You know, um, you know, Facebook doesn't just look like, you know, this kind of narrow focus, you know, they look at more than one thing and, uh, you know, that it, if, if they see things that are going to fly, even things from their, from people's business pages, right. Can, can ultimately, you know, have problems from that so yeah um i just i pay attention on what we say and how yeah. we say it mm. you know and, and, and really and is that something something that you bring in with the onboarding process like it's sort of sort of what would take us through how how do you how do you do that uh do you is that part of your operating procedures what give us a, maybe like either an example or how does that work for you that right there is such a great question because I don't, I don't think enough people, I mean, maybe they do and I just don't know anybody, but I don't think enough people think about that part of it. They just, they want to get the client in as soon as possible and get going. And that's yeah. all great. But me, I take, I try to take a little bit longer because mm-hmm. our onboarding process means I want to talk to them about what we're going to promote and how we're going to do it as opposed. And if they already have existing things out there, which they usually do. Yeah then I want to make sure we address those and I'll talk to them about how we're going to stay compliant mm-hmm. um, and how we're going to keep, you know, out of the red zone as I call it. And for yeah. them, you know, because yeah, I don't, yeah. you know, I mean, that's, that's the best thing is, is prevention's the best process. Right. Yeah. So I, yeah. I think taking your time onboarding a client means a lot. Yeah. What are, when you first bring on a new client, what are some of the things that you see that you go, or is there anything sort of, is there any sort of common ones you go, Ooh, glad we picked that up. Is there, is there any that jump out? Yeah. So, you know, I ran through a, a string, it's not a string, but I ran through a couple of clients that came on board where, where they were using some pretty outrageous before and after images, you know, mm-hmm. on their landing pages. Right. Yeah. And the ad there, then, you know, of course their, their thought is, is well, the, but the ads got approved. Like, yeah. yeah for now. Yeah, yeah that's right. Yeah, I mean, you right. can play that game. That's certainly yeah. a way to go. Uh, it's just not yes. the way I advocate it. Um, yeah. So I, I've had that. I'm thinking of two actually that happened again over the summer, ironically. Yeah. And that's exactly what happened. They had before and after yeah. things. So I kind of caught that, but, but something I think that's a, a little um, that goes unnoticed are things like having small things like terms of service, privacy policy, mm-hmm. I mean, those all lend to credibility, yes. right? Um, if you, it's, it's not that Facebook's necessarily not going to do it, it yeah. from a Facebook standpoint, but you know, it lends to credibility. Yeah. That's, that's oh, and, and I've seen examples. We've seen many examples in pro league of a client going, oh, I just gonna, I don't understand why I'm being, I'm, I'm so compliant and compliant. And you go to their pages and there's no terms of service on them. Yeah. Right. It's just, it's, it's just, uh, you know, and, you, you go, oh, how does that get missed? But uh, but it absolutely does. And it goes back to the one focus. But so here's the question, Ben, then. This is the interesting question. Is 
if the, like that, how do you go about convincing a client who's in a market where before and after pictures have been like, you know, since uh, goodness, goodness knows how, since there was cameras, there've been before and after <laughs> pictures in the marketplace, right? How, what do you do to um, still get conversions, still get traffic without using before and after pictures? How do you help them through that? Sure. Yeah. And that, well, first of all, I will tell you this, if a, if a, a client's going to headbutt me on that, then I, yeah. I'm going to let them go. I'm not going to, I'm not much on the hard line stand. I'm, I'm just, yeah. you know, Hey, if you don't want to do it, that's fine. I totally understand. There's a lot of other people who can take care of you. Yeah. You know, I just, you know, you know how time consuming it can be Yeah. You know, when things start to go South uh, on those types of issues. But that being said, so how do you handle it? You know, which direction? So, you know, we were kind of chatting about it earlier, but it has to do with the copy. I mean, that's that's what it has to do with and how you position yourself uh, as the expert and h- how you solve the problem. I mean, that's why they're there, yeah. right? That's why they're even interested in reading your ad, right? Yeah. Because they have a problem they need to be solved. Yeah. So that's where I start. So are you finding that you're... Uh, as part of your offering, are you starting to work with the with the copy on the the back end as well? Do you find yourself doing that because you you know you've been a student of copywriting for a long time mm-hmm. as well? So how does that how does that copy knowledge impact what you do in the agency and what you provide as the agency? Well, so that I mean, maybe I could ask you a question. Yes. Okay. So okay. I don't know about you. And, and so let's just, let's just kind of refine it to Facebook for just a moment. Okay. Sure. I don't know about you, but I, I would, I'll scroll through my newsfeed. And when I read copy, I'm just, I'm thinking, what are they thinking? Mm. You know, with the copy, is that, I mean, do, do you not get yeah, that? that that's absolutely, mean, well, typically when I'm running through a, a newsfeed, I'm, you know, I'm looking for, I'm looking for any excuse not to read it right, to get onto something that gets my actual attention that I'd be mm-hmm. interested in. And and so, uh, you know, and I, I suppose I'm, I'm a bit of a bad example in the sense that that I sort of have terms for that. But what I'm trying to avoid is mental opt, like mental opt-out phrases. So anytime I see generic phrases of, you know, freedom, um, lifestyle, like make, you know, uh, be your best. Any, when I, when I see generic stuff mm-hmm. like that, I go, mm, no, I'm not interested. But when I say what's, the, when I see something like, which is what's this unusual triage called technique that increases conversions 10%. I'm going, Oh, mm-hmm. okay. You're talking my language and I'll click. Quite happily, I, I'm not a I'm I'm certainly not anti-clicking ads, but just as a general concern, even though obviously I'm massively biased, but no, I generally like my t-shirt collection. You can attest, you know, how many ads I collect. Uh, I mean, collect <laughs> buy from on like I'm I'm a consumer like everybody else, and if it's something that is uh that catches my eye it's typically not something that is you know it just i often joke it smells of generic and if it's Mm -hmm. generic that means mental opt-out does that does that sort of answer the question ben it doesn't and i think that's exactly what i'm getting at is most of the stuff in there is rote same old same old 
it just looks like they're carbon copying ads with not putting a whole lot of thought in the copy. Cause maybe and my, my guess is, is that they think mm-hmm. the copy isn't as relevant, right. Or it yeah. isn't as important. Yeah. And so I don't come at it from that angle at all. Yeah. So do you have a, do you have a particular process for developing up the creative for yeah. your, uh, your ads? Can you take us through your process? Well, so me and, and I have a person on my team. So we kind of, uh, and by the way, just uh, as a side note, I started using one of your little processes. So um, that, that you had mentioned, yep. I had just um, heard just not too long ago. It was just last month or something. And anyway, and what we do is, is we both independently, but together, like we're on a zoom call like this, yep. we write out as many sets of ad copy as we can in about 15 minutes. Love it. Okay. Yep. And then when we're done, we don't really talk about it. We're doing yeah. it just more from accountability, kind of yeah. there, I'm there kind yeah. of thing. And then we put it down, keep typing, keep the pen moving. That's right. Yeah. And then we come back the next day and we go over it. Yeah. Um, and then we put it in a Google doc and, and we kind of go back and forth and we throw out, you know, there's some we immediately throw out and so, yeah. you know, that kind of thing. And we go through a process there yeah. and man, it works. Um, yeah. It really works well for us. So there's so many things I love about what you just said there. Uh, not to mention you heard some, some of the stuff from me, uh, but no, <laughs> no, but the fact that you've got a writing partner, like that's, that's a, uh, like, if you look at movies, if you look at uh, even sto- even like you think salt books, right. Or books from Stephen King, a single author, right. He may have typed the words initially himself, but there's a team of people who are reviewing it and editing and, and certainly like at Agora and legacy research and so on, we work as copy teams, right? So mm-hmm. they, um, so often just being in the same room together, writing, having a writer's room. And these days it's more virtual than, than an actual being physically in the same spot, having that timer going, it's, it, 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 it's a fantastic way of doing it and then reviewing it with other people as well. Once you've had a chance to and living and giving it time to breathe is, mm-hmm. is because we know now, right. That it's different parts of the brain that, that do the vomit draft compared to the editing and, and so mm-hmm. on. So, exactly. Right. That's, that's really interesting. And so as I was uh, just before on the, before we were just before we started recording, I was mentioning that I was looking at a, uh, a, a client photo and it was amazing The like, because Facebook in particular, they're particularly bad. Google almost as bad, but they'll do anything not to show you the CTR link click through. Like it's the, one yeah. of the hardest stats to find. Why? Because it's the only stat that matters from a creative perspective. Mm-hmm. That tells me whether the ad is having any impact in that market. Uh, or not and mm-hmm. as a rule of thumb i'd like to see it above one percent and i actually got them to correlate the uh click-through rate link click-through and their cost per lead and it was unbelievable the the, the cost once we eliminated all the losers they went from ten dollars a lead to three dollars a mm-hmm. lead yeah you know, and as as we're big fans around here, I know this is no news to you, Ben. You know, at Pro League, we think you know for the next year or so, like if you have creative skills uh, and creative chops in your agency, that's probably going to be one of the best competitive advantages you you can possibly have. Uh, 
Hundred uh, percent. So, but did you did you start out as a? Were you born a copywriter? Were you born a? Uh, we we did you love writing assignments and stuff at school? And did you? No, uh, I, I was one of those guys that did whatever I could to not. Ben just shook his head uh, in a very sorry. Yeah. <laughs> What so how how did you get into doing creative and how did you, you exercise that muscle? So um, I'm a direct mail guy. Mm. So you, I don't know. You may or may not know about this. We in the in the U.S. we had this little scam, which I didn't know it was a scam at, at the time that went around. It was a pyramid thing about. I got a letter in the mail and it said if I send a dollar to each one of these people on the list. Yeah. Then you know, then then you send out a hundred letters. Then if you get X percent response, you'll get X number of people sending you dollars back. And yeah. And so I thought, okay. So I did that and I thought it was fascinating. Then I got a letter yeah. from the from the postmaster general saying they were yeah. gonna put me in jail if I kept on. And I yeah. thought, well, let's not do that. So then it's, yeah, okay. Yes. I I fell into some some copywriting guru-ish type people. Yeah. And yeah. um Man, I, I, I just want to tell you this because this was so much fun. So I used to own a mortgage business many years ago and yeah. I would send out, in fact, I won an award for this too, but I, yeah. I would send out pill bottles, like pill yeah. bottles. I would, and, you know, and I would put stamps on them and label them and put a little fake prescription in there, like doctor of mortgages and send them out. Yeah. I'd show up at the post office with a bag full of pill bottles, Yeah, you know, and I mean, I send out all kinds of crazy stuff. Yeah. Um, and that was so much fun. Oh, look, and, and, and what I'm excited about, uh, in fact, I was uh, just uh, on, on a call with Justin Brooke before, and we were just joking how things that are old become new again, like with this, this whole, um, you know, with this whole uh, like pixels tracking mm-hmm. and privacy stuff and so on. And, and I was on a uh, clubhouse because I was hanging out with the kids, you know, and uh, being cool and, and listening to them to say, you know what, maybe the best thing to do here is to have two web pages that are like a, a, one's a A test and one's a B test and they have different URLs and we send the traffic to the two different URLs. I said, yep, kids, that's how we did it in 2006. That's that, And we didn't have to have any fancy pants pixels. It was pretty clear who came to the site and who didn't come to the site. That's, that's exactly how it works. Right. But, but I'm very excited about direct mail again, actually. You know, we talk about it for getting clients. Like if you have a dream 100 mm-hmm. uh, clients for your media buying agency, like people you really want to work with, cool little ideas uh, like, uh, you know, sending stuff to get people's attention is I, I awesome. love that. Mm. And, and it's nowhere near as expensive as it used to be either. Like there's so many more options that you've got. It's, it's, it's really, really creative. Hey, but we're going down a direct uh, mail mind hold here on media buying. Go on. I, well, this is sort of direct mail, but it's also about the agency. Yep. So I, I send yep. out, every one of my clients, I send out a custom box full of goodies with mm. three or four books. You, they won't be able to see this. Yeah. Uh, on the podcast, but you can see yeah. it. So I send them out this mug that says say no to ad drama oh, on it. And then that. on the other side of the mug, it talks about the the five steps to creating ads that convert and skip steps one through four and hire me. <laughs> um, so I send them out those, I send them out, yep. you know, so that they, so that I'm now in their house. Yeah. I'm in their house. Yeah. You know, they've got books. Yeah. I'm there. 
Yeah. And so I, I love that kind of stuff. So that is a great, like that there is a great tip in terms, like if you think of the lifetime value of a media buying client, you know, sending out a box, a welcome box, which is something, mm-hmm. you know, in because you work with coaches and so on, that's, that's off a very standard thing to do in a lot of high-end coaching programs because people are often paying, you know, five, mm-hmm. dollars $20,000 to be a member of these programs. And so sending them out a physical box uh, is, is a really fantastic way of doing it. Doing, yeah. it for your, I, doing it for your agency is a spectacularly good idea. I love that. I, yeah. I really do love that. Hey, look, we could talk direct marketing all day, but I did want to get your, I, I wanted to put your future uh, goggles on for a second and ask you about what are you excited about in the uh, the upcoming year? What are, you, what are you seeing coming down the pipe that you're really interested in? I, I mean, one of the things that I see coming, I mean, it's already here, I think is this, and maybe it shouldn't be exciting. It just is to me, but there'll be this mass exodus from Facebook. Like there'll be a lot of people who just are either are unwilling to do the work um, or whatever it is. And they'll, that's media buyers and, and people, you know, businesses because they don't want to put in the effort or they don't want to figure out how to make it work. And that's a huge opportunity for those of us that are willing to put in, you know, and it's not that much extra work either. It's not like it's, you know, some, some insurmountable thing. It's just a matter of, you know, work. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. We were talking about, um, because here's what's going to happen. Right. And this is interesting. And it's not you, you're the media buyer. Most of you listening to this are the sort of from the media buying professional side of things, but your client and you will often use third party tools for tracking and and so on and getting confirmation of things. You won't use the Facebook, uh, like you won't log into Facebook ad manager per se and take their CTR as gospel or their most importantly, their conversion rates. Mm. But you know who does? Your clients. Clients do. They do. And they're going to get a hell of a show because under the cover of this whole privacy thing is the real, the real thing, which we believe actually we were talking about the other, we, we can see April, May being the largest shakeup of media buying agencies and their clients. Like there's, there, there's going to be mass sackings of media buyers because what the client doesn't realize, why would they, that when they, we actually asked this, uh, I was on a, a panel only a couple of weeks ago, and we said to people, hey, how many days do you think, like if you just go to your conversion rates on Facebook and you've done nothing else and you just have a look at them, how many days do you think that they use that number to, to generate that conversion number? How many? And, and people would say, oh, you know, the day, a day, one day. Mm-hmm. Some people said seven days. Nobody said 28 days. Right, which is what that base, unless like, and again, not you guys listening to this or watching this, you know, right? You know that it's 28 day. It's a 28 day, unless you change it, unless you go in and change it. But your client doesn't know that. Your legal firm doesn't know that. Your whichever client you're mm-hmm. working with, your funeral home, what, they don't know that. They just occasionally will go into Facebook and see what my conversion rate is. And when they see that plummet in April, um, there's going to be a lot of sacked agencies out there. That's right. Which is both a, uh, well, I think it's an opportunity. I, I'm it a is. Glass half full. Right, Ben? It's, I see it as an opportunity. Mm-hmm. 
hundred percent. You know, so it's 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 exciting. It's a dramatic period of time. Mm-hmm. Anytime there's a shakeup, right? Anytime yeah. that there's the the little slightest bit of of resistance somewhere, people flee. You know, yeah. and there's this shakeup, and it's just part of the deal. Yeah. And, and and by the way, if you have a client, if you're listening to this and you have a client that goes into, you know, Facebook, they log into their Facebook business manager every now and then and they look at the data because remember what Facebook delivers to the, you know, they don't have the tricked out tools that you have in terms of looking. They're just going in and give, getting the Facebook. So they, so Facebook gives them, delivers them CTR, right, which we all know is just a bogus measure, right? It certainly, particularly from a direct mark, like anybody who has a direct marketing background is furious at CTR. I just, I just have jihad against CTR. I just, I just hate it uh, because it's such a, it, it lures people into thinking that they're actually, their ads are actually resonating in the market when they're not. But anyway, I digress because that's like a, a thing for me. I'm in therapy about that. But the other thing that they see there, of course, is their conversion. And they go, oh, look, I'm converting at 2% or 3%. Think of all these e-commerce stores that are just going to just discover absolute... like In fact, e-commerce, I think, is probably one of the bigger affected, right? Because I'll claim a sale for 28 days, right? So... It's it's not so it, it's going to be not so so that's a really good identified one and and looking at it from the way you know if a you're educating your clients now mm-hmm. so saying hey here's what's coming and here's what's happening here's making sure you're using and I'm sure pro league agencies are using real uh, real conversion rates anyway so they're not going to have the problem but it's there's going to be huge and that's going to throw up there's going to be a shake up. And for those who have prepared, it's going to be a, a really fantastic opportunity. It really um, is. No, yeah. No hey, Ben, and of yes. course, as we always do, if people want to reach out to you, uh, if they're, you're particularly if you're a coach or in the you know the information marketing uh, space, if they wanted to reach out to you, Ben, and as always, mm-hmm. Ben's going to tell us these contact details in just a tick. But if you're watching this on YouTube, it'll be in the description below. If you're listening, it'll be in the show notes of where to reach out to Ben. So where do people find you, Ben? Well, you know what I tell people is that the, the good thing about doing Facebook ads, I'm on Facebook all day, but the bad thing about doing Facebook ads is I'm on Facebook all day. So <laughs> of course people can message me. I don't, I, yep. that doesn't bother me. I love it. Um, yep. Or they can email me, ben at onefocusmarketing.com. Spoiler alert. I think good old email. We're, we're big fans of back to like this whole thing, you know, Mm-hmm. If you, you know, an email address and a phone number, you can't go wrong with an email right. address and phone number. You know, exactly it's good. Right. It's, it's, it's our direct, like it blesses our little direct marketing souls. You know, yep. uh, you know, it's often the classics. They just keep coming back. That, that's right. <laughs> of course, if you're listening to this and you don't know what a busy signal is, that might be a, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I have three teenage daughters and they literally, hey, hey, speak to grandma on the phone and they're holding it like this weird <laughs> they don't, uh, object. They, no, they definitely never they don't put know it how to hold ear. it up to their ear. Yeah. Never yeah. hold it up to their ear and speak. They're like, <laughs> but you know, they're probably better off because they're not getting the. Yeah, I was going to say, if they're, the, if they're, you know, hopefully there's no uh, radiation or anything, but uh, yeah, they're not going to get it. That's for sure. That, that's, uh, that's very good. Very hey, good. Ben, this has been an absolute pleasure i hope we can get you back as a recurring character when we get people back for our third day because 
I'm very, I could talk to you all day about uh, direct marketing and how, how it relates to media. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Take me off that pretty quick or I'll keep on with it. So yeah, <laughs> brilliant. All right, mate. Thank you very yes, much. Mm-hmm.